time for business news with Anansaki. Kia ora, Anans. Hauranga Port wants to get visits in ship shape. Kia ora to you, Mana. Yes, the country's biggest port increased its profit and revenue as it handled more containers and had a return of cruise ships, offsetting a fall in key export traffic. Port of Tauranga's half-year profit was $62.7 million, compared with just over $56 million the year before, despite a 3% fall in cargo handled as key exports such as dairy, kiwi fruit and logs fell. But it handled more containers and saw a return of cruise ships. Chief Executive Leonard Sampson's top priority is to bring back birthing windows, the timetabled arrival for ships, to bring back order and reduce, reduce disruptions. Being able to reinstate birth windows is going to be our, our number one uh, priority over the coming quarter. And then once we can do that, what uh, the aim behind that is that increased uh, schedule reliability, increased vessel frequency, and overall that translates to improved productivity, uh, efficiency, and, and overall increases in capacity. So uh, that's really where we'd like to get to over the, over the next six months. And the Environment Court starts the long-delayed hearing into the port's application for a new container berth next week. Channel Infrastructure is working to expand its stores of diesel and jet fuel. The company, formerly known as Refining New Zealand, has posted its first profit in more than three years, nearly $12 million against last year's $553 million loss, which reflected the shutdown of the refinery and move to a fuel import-only terminal. Chief Executive Naomi James sees the demand for jet fuel is expected to recover from the lows of COVID-19 more quickly than thought, and demand will grow. She says key to supply chain resilience is the amount of fuel in the country at any time, and the company is looking to expand storage in line with the government's fuel security package. What we're looking at is how we can use the tank capacity we have at Marsden Point to support the establishment of the 70 million litre diesel strategic storage reserve within the next year or so and having that available as quickly as is possible. That's Channel Infrastructure Chief Executive Naomi James. The retirement village operator Somerset's profit has fallen sharply as the weaker housing market reduced gains in the value of its properties. Profit for the year ended December more than halved to $269 million, but stripping out the property value changes, its underlying profit was a record $171.4 million, above expectations. Chief Executive Scott Schooler says demand for units remains strong despite the slowing housing market. He says it benefited from high margins from securing early builders for its new villages, but that positive will fade in the future. As our three, four-year contracts we've got in place, you know, roll off, um, you know, we'll, we'll obviously see the impacts of that slightly. But you know, equally, we feel like, you know, with the three, four-year contracts that we do have in place, you know, that gives us a good degree of tenor in terms of they only progressively come up, and 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 hopefully, you know, we will miss the peaks that perhaps the construction sector have experienced at times as well. And Somerset plans to build a further 625 to 675 new homes, which is a record level for the company. Television New Zealand's first half net profit is down more than two-thirds on the year earlier, hit by declining advertising revenue and rising content costs. There was a three-fold drop in the state-owned broadcaster's first half net profit to $4.8 million, against a near 2% drop in revenue to just over $180 million. 
TVNZ Chief Executive Simon Power says the result reflects a difficult trading period, but the balance sheet is strong with $100 million available to invest in digital services and technology. I believe it's a very solid result, actually. The advertising revenue is back slightly at 1%, and we have had some inflationary pressure on wage and salaries on the expense line. And then period on period, we've seen an uptick in investment, which wasn't in train during COVID to ensure that our technology platforms are ready for our digital future. And Simon Power says TVNZ has learned a lot from the proposed merger discussions with RNZ, which was mothballed by the government earlier this year. Well, time for an update from the markets, and we're joined by Malika King of Craig's Investment Partners. Uh, Malika, a lot of announcements today. How did the local share market react? Yeah, there have been actually this week indeed. Um, so we're down 14 points on the NZX50 at 11,874 points. You've mentioned Spa, um, Somerset and Port of Tauranga. Port of Tauranga's no change at $6.20. Somerset's up 19 cents at $9.60 after their result. And just looking at some of the other stocks on our market, A2 Milk's up 2 cents at $7.16. Auckland Airport's down 12 cents at eight seventy one. Fish and Paiho Healthcare's up 13 cents at twenty six fifteen. Main Freight's up 30 cents at $73. Meridian's down 4 cents at $5.30. And Spark's down 3.5 cents at $5.65. And can we just have a headline ASX number there? Yeah, pretty flat there, just down three and a half points on the uh, ASX 200 at 7,282 points. Which takes, it to, takes us to the New Zealand dollar, interest rates, oil and gold. So um, we're a little bit stronger in this morning's trading. We're buying 62.3 US cents, 91.5 Australian, 51.8 pence, 58.78 euro cents, 83.77 yen and 4.31 yuan. 90-day bank bills are at 5.105%, the five-year swaps at 4.863%, and the 10-years at 4.712%. Brent crude's $81.86 US a barrel, and spot gold's $1,823 US an ounce. Thank you very much. Uh, Malika King of Craig's Investment Partners with our market update. And we'll bring you a wrap of the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Marnie, that is business.